Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> I greet you all in the mighty master's name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray everybody uh, is having a good day, a good morning. I won't uh, be keeping you guys too, 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 too long. Um, don't really have much announcements. Um, so this past Wednesday, we did a very large uh, pancake breakfast that we hosted here with uh, G2. Uh, um, we facilitated G2 as they hosted the pancake breakfast. I'll put it that way. And uh, we worked on um, um, kind of broke out into some uh, think groups and kind of worked on a, a brainstorming with the homeless uh, situation we have here in downtown Bremerton on MLK Street, came up with some, um, some uh, good ideas and plans to kind of work around um, later the next day that evening, I think, or later on that evening. I got a text saying that uh, the city has committed uh, $10,000 to, um, you know, uh, helping out down there, which is a great start. Um, so we... You know, thank God for that. Uh, what we uh, really need down there is some hard infrastructure for uh, people. Um, and they they have to be uh, a part of the city's planning and um, uh, budgeting. And they uh, we have to be intentional on that. So, um, you know, voting time's coming up. And I think it's a good uh, time to, you know, kind of uh, let your representatives know that, um, this is an important issue to you. Uh, it's for me. Um, that being said, uh, Tuesdays, of course, we have a uh, Bible study here at 4 p.m. Uh, we invite you all to come on out and join us. Uh, that is not um, televised. We don't air it. You know, just, uh, you know, it's in-person um, uh, Bible study, and it's really, uh, it's really good. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, so you all are invited to that, uh, of course. And, um, you know, yeah. So with that being said, we're going to read a couple of scriptures and have our devotional uh, prayer. I'm going to, like I said, I'm not going to keep everybody for too, too long. We're still working on uh, through our uh, Radical Rebel series. And this morning, we're going to read out of uh, uh, Psalm 116. We're going to read out of Psalm 116. And, um in it, uh, verse one, uh, you know, those of you who have your Bibles, you know, you can uh, read along with me. And uh, if you're able to stand for honoring of the reading of God's word, let's do so. And again, uh, Psalm 116, beginning at verse one, it says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is. How good he is. So merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death, and he saved me. 
Let my soul be at rest again, for the Lord has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, and I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on earth. I believe in you. So I said, I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety, I cried out to you. These people are all liars. What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all his people. May God add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the doing of his holy word. And so uh, we're going to go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 13 for our New Testament reading. Second Corinthians, right after First Corinthians, <laughs> chapter 13. All right. Going too far, slow down. Okay, let's see. Go. 13, yes, yes. Amen. Amen. So uh, we're going to begin at verse 1 here as well. And it says, this is the third time I am coming to visit you. As the scriptures say, the facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned those who had seen Excuse me. I have already warned those who had been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now I again warn them and all the others, just as I did before, the next time I will not spare them. Verse three. I will give you all the proof you want that Christ speaks through me. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He is powerful among you. Although he was crucified in weakness, he now lives by the power of God. We too are weak, just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and we'll have God's power. Verse five, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. As you test yourselves, I hope you will recognize that we have not failed the test of apostolic authority. May God add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and doing of his word. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning just giving you glory. Give me honor, Father God, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just being God all by yourself, Lord. We thank you, God, for rising us up and giving us another day that wasn't promised, Lord. Father God, we just want to just welcome your Holy Spirit in this place, Lord. We stand on the promise of your word that says where two or more are gathered in the name of Christ, there you are in the midst, Lord. So we thank you for your presence, Father God, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for just keeping us from one week to the next, Lord, from one day to the next, from one moment to the next, Lord. For we know there is no promise for the future, Lord, uh, here on earth, but the promise is for a future within your rest if we remain faithful. So, Father God, Lord, we pray that you will strengthen our faith, you will strengthen our courage, you will strengthen our uh, uh, um, 
our will to serve you, Father God, Lord. Father God, we pray that you would give us minds and hearts of obedience, Father God, Lord. Lord, we pray, Father God, for uh, all of those, Lord, who are here, those who are tuned in, Father God, Lord, that you would bless them right where they are right now, Lord. Bless uh, their homes, Father God. Bless uh, their families, Father God, bless their finances, Lord, bless their work, Lord, Father God, Lord, just keep them, Father God, uh, just moving forward in their faith, Lord, and just trusting you, Lord. So, Father God, Lord, again, we just thank you, we praise you, we give you glory and honor today in the name of Jesus the Christ, our only Lord, our only Savior, do we pray, amen. All right, so we're going to have uh, a song from the booth and um then we'll come with uh our uh fourth part of the radical rebel series and yeah and i won't keep you too long all right booth Turn it in your favor. Watch him work it for your good. He's not done with what he started. He's not done until it's good. So let him turn it in your Watch him work it for your good. Mm -hmm. He's not done with what he started. He's not done until it's good. Hello, peace. Hello, joy. Hello, love. Hello, strength. Hello, hope, it's a new horizon. Hello, peace. Hello, joy. Hello, love. Hello, strength. Hello, hope, it's a new horizon. If you're ready for a breakthrough, just open up and just receive it. Cause what is pouring out is nothing. You have a seed. You have a seed. Hello, peace. Hello, joy. Hello, love. Fear is not my 
my future you are sickness is not my story you are you are heartbreak's not my home you are you are death is not the end you are you are So we're going to um, get into our word today. Um, this is part four of the uh, Radical Rebel series, uh, the object of your faith, object of your faith. Uh, for those of you um, who have your Bibles, you don't have to get up or anything. We're just going to uh, turn to uh, the book of Mark, chapter 11, Mark 11. Um I encourage everybody to uh, download the app. Um, there's instructions on how to download it uh, on the website, but download the app. Um, I try and you know send out um, 
you know, encouraging messages and things like that or whatever. And, um, you know, when I can, I send out, um, you know, the scripture that we're going to be working with on, on Saturdays and, you know, the, the text or whatever. Uh, so we're going to look at Mark chapter 11 and we're going to look at, um, a couple of parts. All right. So, uh, if we go to, uh, verse 12, it says now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus was hungry and seen from afar, a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs In response. Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now if we scroll on down to verse 20, same chapter 11, Mark 11, verse 20. It says, now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Verse 23, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, can be cast into the sea and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. May God add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the doing of his word. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you this morning again, Father, just asking that you would remove Michael. Father God, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit and use me, O oh Lord, to say to your people what it is you would have said, Lord. Lord, I pray that the words would be an encouragement, Father God, to them, Lord and that they would um, grow thereby. Father, in the name of Jesus, my Lord, my Savior, my dear friend, do I ask these things, and by the power of your Holy Spirit that dwells within me, do I pray, amen. So, our key verse that we wanna look at is verse 22, it says, uh, so Jesus answered them and said to them, have faith in God, have faith in God. Let me get to my beginning page here. Have faith in God, right? So uh, we read a few scriptures with about the fig tree. And in all of that, the, the thing that Jesus, you know, a couple of the things that Jesus wanted them to take away from that was one, you know, put your faith in God. You know, and then two, you know, have faith. Believe. When you're praying, when you're talking to God, have faith and believe. Place your faith in God. You know, some people, and here's the thing, right? Jesus, and this is why I read like the whole fig tree thing, right? Jesus, God, 
never does anything just arbitrarily, just for the sake of doing it. Jesus didn't wither up that fig tree just because, right? So they're leaving Bethany, they're walking. Jesus sees the tree down the way, and he recognizes the tree as being a fig tree. Not a plum tree, not an apple tree. He recognizes it, and y'all going to get this in a minute, as being a fig tree, right? Guess what else it said? It said that it wasn't the season for figs. So Jesus knew that figs weren't in season. He knew that this wasn't the time to go picking figs, right? But again, he don't do anything arbitrarily. It's not just, you know, eh, right? <laughs> so he, they're walking. They see the fig tree. And Jesus goes up to the fig tree because he's hungry. And there's no figs there. And so Jesus curses the tree, right? Here's the thing. Some people look fruity, but they ain't got no fruit. And that's the thing. You remember, the fig tree was full of leaves. You know, it looked like it's in season. It got these leaves, you know, just sprouting out. It's looking healthy. It's looking like, you know what I'm saying, it should have some fruit, even though it's not in season. It should have some fruit. You know, it's, it has the appearance of a healthy fig tree that's producing fruit. But when he gets there, it got leaves, but no fruit. And so some people look fruity. We got Christians that come and they look faithful. They look like they have faith, but they don't. And that's what Jesus is getting at with this. That's why we go through the whole story, you know, and he's like, hey, have faith in God. It's not really about the fig tree having fruit or not having fruit. It's the fact that it looks like it should have fruit. It has the appearance of a Christian. And some people just look faithful. Again, you know, he knows it's not the season. And here's the thing, right? What Jesus is, is teaching his disciples, and this is why he does it, is to teach them. He's teaching them, listen, don't trust people that have never been tested. You know, don't put your faith in something that hasn't been tested. You see from afar that, yeah, you know, at, at a distance, it looks like you're bearing fruit. You know, so I'm going to give you, you know, uh, um, you know, an opportunity to do this or do that. You know, but the thing is, you know, they've never been tested. So when Jesus go and test the fruit, go and test the tree, there's no fruit there. There's nothing there. My brothers, it's good to see y'all. <laughs> yeah. So don't trust what has it never been tested. I'm gonna, we're gonna look at some scriptures today. I'm gonna break this thing down. Go and look at uh first Timothy. I'm gonna go over here. We're gonna look at first Timothy chapter three for a minute, right? And this is the whole thing, you know. You you know, um, you gotta test, you gotta test, and that's the thing, you know. We're going to talk about, about this. I'm in 2 Timothy. Go back a little bit, Bible. All right, 1 Timothy. There we go, chapter 3. And I'm just going to read uh, just for a little bit. Uh, look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. 
This is before they appointed, before they are appointed. And this is uh, Paul teaching his son in the faith, Timothy. You know, he's in, you know, as a pastor now over this area. Anyway, he says, before they are appointed as deacons, what? Let them be closely examined or closely tested. If they pass the test, then let them serve as deacons, right? So you don't just put somebody in a position without testing them. You know, it's all about the test. If they pass the test, then, you know, you let them go forth. You let them do whatever it is. So don't put your, yeah. Verse 10, 1 Timothy 3, 10. It says, before they are appointed as deacons, I'm reading out of NLT. Yours may read just a little bit different. But before they are appointed as uh, deacons, let them be closely examined or tested. And if they pass the test, then let them serve as deacons. So we got to learn to trust. Uh, if we're going to trust people, you know, in positions and, you know, with certain things, we have to first test them. And here's the thing, right? We're always tested. And it's okay to test one another as Christians. And here we have a clear uh, mandate for that, you know, but God tests us as well. You know, we go through different things. And if we look at uh, the book of James in the first, uh, first uh, chapter, and all, uh, a lot of us know this one kind of by heart is like, you know, when, when you're going through uh, various trials and temptations, you know, count it all joy. So in other words, when you're going through something, when you're being tested, you know, verse two, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity, an opportunity for great joy. Listen, verse three, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So when you're going through something, you know, it's not because, you know, God is mad at you or you didn't do something. And we have this bad, especially in our community, you know, like we're going through something. It's like, OK, what did I do, God? You know, I'm sorry. You know, my house didn't burn down like, man, you know, I, I really need to, you know, kind of straighten up. God is not that type of God. God is not, you know, going to punish us here on earth. <laughs> All right, now. He's not going to punish us here on earth, you know, for our sins, for things that we do when we mess up. That's not how it works. What's happening is we're being tested. It's a test. We're going through a test. And the Bible tells us, it says, you know, that God allows these things, you know, it says, for you know that when your faith is tested, when your faith is tested, God's not, you know, punishing us, you know. So being tested by God is not an indicator of sin. Going through troubles and challenges and various trials and temptations and all that stuff, that's not, you know what I'm saying, punishment. It's not, you know, evil happening to you in that sense. And I'm going to get to that later. You know, the thing is that God is testing us. He's allow or he's allowing us to be tested. Watch this. Go to John chapter nine for a second. The book of John chapter nine. 
And um, this is a New Living uh, Translation. I'm in again. May read just a little different than yours, but it's okay. Watch this here. Uh, look at these first three verses. It says, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Okay. And this is maybe about like the fourth guy that Jesus healed that was blind. All right. It says he saw a man that had been blind from birth. And look at what his disciples do. They say, Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Look at this. Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? So it's it's kind of natural. We all get in that point where it's like we thinking that, you know, because of sin, something is happening. You know, because I have sin, you know, I have sickness in my body. Because I have sin, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, laid up or whatever else. I got hit by the car, whatever. It's not. Look at what Jesus tells them in verse 3. He says, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sin, Jesus answered. And I'm going to stop right there for a second because I want to backtrack just a little bit. Think about what the his disciples really asked him. They was like, was it because of this man's sins or his parents' sins? But the Bible says he was born blind. So in the disciples' mind, they're thinking that, okay, you can get punished for your sins that you're going to commit in the future even before you get here. Because when you first born, I know we're born into sin, but, you know, he hasn't actually committed any sin. So they're they're like way off. But anyway, so Jesus goes and he says it was because uh, it was not because of his sins or his parents sins. Jesus answered. This is why he was born blind. Look at this. This happened. So the power of God could be seen in him. So that the power of God could be seen in him and. Another version, it says, neither this man nor his parents sin, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. So in other words, the reason why this man 